0: You have entered the 13, a place where real stories about music, touring, and the beyond are told. Music does something to us. We all experience it in our own way. It can affect our senses, transport us through time, and release emotions. On this podcast, we will talk with people about the power of music and the beyond. What does the beyond mean? Let's find out together turn on your metronomes because this time is about to be tracked what is going on everybody this is the 13 and i'm your host ryan 13 today on the show we have jason mcmaster he's the lead singer of broken teeth dangerous toys a lot of other bands like he seems to always be uh you know filling in for somebody hell he filled in for the guy from except the other day um he's the co-host on a podcast called talk louder which is fantastic Uh, we've had similar guests on the show they've had billy sheehan i've had billy sheehan but sheehan however you fucking say it um the uh dude all i could say is this show this particular episode is probably one of my favorites Uh, i mean jason and i have known each other for 15 years or something um we're just acquaintances you know uh razor 13 a band i'm in used to open up for broken teeth a band he's in quite often and you know we all got to be all chummy i'm using the word chummy because he uses the word chummy in our episode and you know it's just it's just really cool i don't know feeling feeling that 15 year ago thing i don't know talking to old friends having a great conversation about music we even talk about ufos for a second i mean it's it's a really fun Great conversation. Jason's a fucking delightful human being. And we nerd out together. Uh, I think we even say nerds unite. So like, I, man, I, I'm I'm really excited for you guys to check out this episode. Uh, we recorded this back in October. I'm finally slowly catching up. We've got a few more guests coming on uh, shortly. We've got the original lead singer of uh, Razor Thirteen coming on. We've got um, Andy Black Sugar from KMFDM and Blondie coming on. We've got Steffi Grace coming on. She makes some beautiful music. And then a whole bunch of unknown guests. Um, uh, uh, not unknown. They're not unknown. They're st- I'm not. I'm not going to say their names yet because uh, stuff isn't exactly solid. But we got more guests coming. It's going to be a great season. I don't know why I keep talking to you. Let's get on with this episode, because it's fantastic. Jason McMaster, everybody. Um, and, and you know what? Before we get into all that, Jason, wh- for the people who may not know you, my audience members, would you tell them a little bit about yourself?
1: Yeah, I'll try to put it in a nutshell. Right. Uh, I'm from Corpus Christi. I moved to Austin in 1980. I was about 16 or 17 then. I had a band called Fallen Angel. I played bass. I was not a singer. I started singing in Fallen Angel. Whether I was any good or not is not important. Then I basically crashed my car into a band called Watchtower and became their front person for about eight years, about the last eight years of that with Watchtower, I crashed my car into a band called Dangerous Toys. And I'm still doing that. Still crashing my car into a band called Dangerous (laughs) Toys. And then since about 98, I have been... Is moonlighting even a word anymore? I I have just... I've dabbled in so many things and gotten calls to... You know, audition and, uh, and collaborate and be uh, creative with so many, and then in and, and then you know start things that, and you know uh, also replace. I seem to be the one of the replacements. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sure. uh, <clears throat> I'm the replacement singer for for Watchtower, for Dangerous Toys, for Igniter kind of for evil united kind, i'm you know there's always someone before me and then uh yeah so i've been doing this my whole life uh the podcast thing started during the 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 flamdemic yeah i was and,
0: gonna say pandemic.
1: yeah and <laughs> I, it wasn't long before that that i i didn't even know what a podcast was until i got invited to be on one okay And now I get invited to be on podcasts to talk about my podcast.
0: Yeah, because we're 100% (laughs) talking about it. I was thinking about this on the way. I mean, As you know, I just had a long, super awesome drive back to my house.
1: I can't believe you did that.
0: Yeah, it was pretty long. And
1: and you don't even look a day older. I know. It feels like it didn't even wear you out. Well, oh, you I'm, don't you don't look like it, worry. Yeah. I you look oh, good. So. It, it
0: did. Well, thanks. That's two beers right before, right as I got to the house, knocked them out. Um, but you know, get rid of the jitters and all. Same thing I do on stage before I get up there and play with anybody. Two beers. I don't know what it is. Two beers knocks it out. Well, that, a lot of people thing. have
1: have their own concoction. You know,
0: sure. Yeah, dime always did. It was like a couple of shots, a beer. Sure. Or whatever, whatever it was throughout the years. I mean, I think back when Razor Thirteen was doing its thing, mine was shot of Jaeger and two Budweisers. I can't handle that anymore, so just light beer now. If you if you don't need
1: it, you don't need it. You know, that's right. That's true. Yeah.
0: The uh, so I was thinking about um, your podcast stuff, and I saw that the Old Metal Dave. Posted a thing about you guys going to Rockin Pod.
1: Yeah i i had I had never heard of that before. i had I'd never heard of a, of like a festival for you know like a film festival. This is a podcast festival. I've oh, never right. heard of such a thing. It sounds like nerd unite. Yes. I'm all. I'm cool. I'm cool with anything. <laughs> nerds, nerds unite. I love yeah. it. Yeah, dude. Look at all my uh,
0: toys. Da- Look at all my dangerous toys over here. In the I
1: love that. Oh, I see what you did there. Yeah, you see. Um, I guess I could say the same. Look yeah. at all this bullshit that should be in a dumpster fire behind me, too. Oh, dude, I collect all that stuff too, man. It's oh just my god, room. It's embarrassing. Okay, uh, yeah, my um, there's a guy named Chris that's friends with uh, an acquaintance of mine, a guy named uh, Tyson Leslie. Who plays keys for... he Tyson Leslie is a, is a male. All right. Uh, not that that's important, but he's a male. Uh, who plays keys for Vixen is where I was All going. Right and Vixen okay. is not male. Right. Right. But he's the male. Uh, and he's not in any of the photos. And he's not a bad-looking male, but right he's not in any of the photos when you see Vixen. You just... Yeah. Anyway... He's-
0: the other member,
1: he's, obviously, he's a sweetheart because he he pulled the right string and and he goes, "You should get talk louder, dudes." And you know, the, I was on their show and their buds and blah blah blah. So yeah, I, I I've never heard of such a thing, but yeah, that's going to be in mid March. Okay. And uh, supposedly they they book everything for you. Oh, nice. So I'm going to be handed an itinerary, and there will be artists for me and Dave to. Uh, interview at our booth
0: wow as well
1: as there will be artists that are booked for our for our interviews for talk louder on their live stage so okay. they have stage in a in a big auditorium that they film and they record and they do it pro and then they just basically hand you the thumb drive or upload it to your dropbox so you can air these remote interviews you've done at the at the rock and pod on your sites and your your medium okay wow and all of your platforms and i i was like that's kind of brilliant yeah it's fantastic because we're getting to meet uh, other podcasters uh as well as they're booking the artists for us
0: right that's, which that, can that's
1: be funny. a calendar nightmare and oh, it and could so be scary we, as hell Within one, or, one day, we're going to probably can about four or five cool shows that we can air on our podcast. Um, wow. And I, I don't know. Pretty cool. Sounded pretty cool.
0: I like it. Yep. I heard I heard in your um, in one of the podcasts I was listening to on the way here today. Um, man, who was it with? I think it was with Thunder. Is it Thunder Mother?
1: Thundermother, Mother, they're out with they're a Swedish uh, the all female rock right? rock band. They're out with the Scorpions. Yeah.
0: yeah, so I was listening to that today. I think I feel like I heard you say, "Well, our producers are going to try to clean up this audio, or whatever, because the internet was bad a little bit." Not for yeah, you, she but had, for her.
1: Uh, Gernika. Yes, yeah, she had the singer. She had. Uh, she was in a hotel, so she was relying on hotel Wi-Fi, right. which and is never that great, especially when you're trans. You know. Yeah. Anyway, transmission bad transmission. Yeah, it's never. Um, good. But do, no. so so do you
0: have a, you have a produ- Do you have somebody besides you and Dave that? Yeah, yeah. So now?
1: the way that that talk louder, real quick, uh, sure, came sure. together was, you know, the the shit Dimmick hit the fan and <laughs> and uh, you know, so we're getting cre- having to be creative from home and lockdown and he calls us and he me and Dave he goes, what do, what about you guys? You know, having a podcast. I'm like, okay. Sure. And he was like, well, no, seriously, when you think about when you and Dave are at a party in the before times, when you guys are at a party (laughs) and you guys start talking about, you know, David Lee Roth or Rush or uh, whatever, uh, and you guys start, you know, spinning off of that the whole room disappears and me and Dave just turn into like Beavis and Butthead nerding out on this yes. one thing and like and all of a sudden we either have an audience or they're annoyed and they run away yeah what if you guys did because there's all this like useless information we're going da 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 it's like two punks trading kiss cards you know kiss kiss trading cards or something and uh, he's like what if we did that and canned it you know and put it yeah. on, put it on put it on TV and we were like I'm in. That sounds like a blast, man. You know, and then so fast forward, here we are, a uh, hundred and something episodes in. One
0: hundred and fifty something.
1: Yeah, it's crazy. The, yeah. Jer, it's Jared Tutin who plays guitar in broken teeth.
0: Okay. Oh, okay.
1: Wow. He was in Pariah. We yep. just had Jeff Scott Soto on the I show. Saw that. I
0: haven't I haven't seen it yet, but I saw it on. It's okay. A well, let,
1: I'll movie. give you the. I'm going to give you i a, a, I'm going to blow it for you. Yeah, okay. I'm going I'm going I'm going to uh, spoil it for you. There it is. Just one right. item, uh, just one okay. item. Jeff Scott Soto sang backup on Pariah cuz Jared was in Pariah. They were on Geffen Records. The record came out in like 92. They were signed by uh Tom Zutat, blah blah blah. They're out at Conway Studios and I Jeff Scott Soto sang backup on the Pariah record. Wow. I did not know that. Damn. So here I am doing this interview and I did a little research and and, uh, Pariah dude, Jared, dude, fucking, you know, yeah, he sang on backup on my record, all cool and shit. I'm like, he didn't sing backup on my fucking record
0: <laughs>
1: anyway. So, uh, Gernika, yeah, uh, bad Wi Fi, yeah, the but it still butter. sounded it
0: came out great. And or your producer, your fine. producer did great,
1: yeah, fine. Jared, Jared just trimmed it and then where her like she froze, like, yeah, I, saw, I remember, you that. know. He just replaced a photo with a, another still, and he just he just put band aids on it, and it came out fine. Yeah, and it's gonna awesome. be. It'll still work to to promote, uh, you know, Thunder Mother and the Scorpions tour. Absolutely, and yeah. do what it's supposed to do, and uh, th- yeah, our yeah. new thing now, not to go podcast crazy, is our new thing now that we're trying is our episodes are fucking long, and some people can't handle that. I don't know why. You can press pause and go into work and then yeah, eight hours later, later you come back and you're driving home and you finish the fucking thing. Anyway, we're gonna do these shorts, like 10, 10 minute shorts oh, wow. okay. of it. Yeah. And that's hard because you all of the cool like spirit that me and Dave have as like, you know, Wayne right. and Garth and Beavis and Butthead and that metal show dudes and like oh dude, I love that part, you know, all of that cool shit. Yeah. It's gone. Yeah. yeah. So that's the bummer about it. But for the world to be able to consume, because everyone's doing this scroll, 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 you know, whatever. We're trying new things. We'll see what happens.
0: So that's the, I'm, so obviously this is the 13. You guys had Wednesday 13 on your show, but we'll get to that in a minute. Um, But the, um, the third, the reason it became the 13 podcast was because I was talking to Al Shire and Shire was, I was like, dude, I can't think of a name for this thing. I just want to talk about touring. I want to talk about, you know, tour stories, our love for music. And then if somebody's into aliens or whatever, something stupid and crazy, let's talk about that stuff too. Like, Let's yeah. leave it wide open. And he goes, he always, Al Shire calls me 13 because my name in Razor 13 was Ryan 13 or whatever. And so he's always like, what's up 13? And he said, why don't you just call it the 13? I was like, okay, cool. Easy. Done. Well, Check it's
1: a popular. One. It's a popular number. It is it's a very popular cool. number. It has a lot. It's uh, it's controversial. It
0: is. I know it's not supposed to be lucky.
1: Uh, <clears throat> I think it's lucky, but like Wednesday
0: thirteen. So Razor thirteen started around the same time that Wednesday started doing his own thing, two thousand four, two
1: thousand five. Yeah, like hey. jumping, jumping, a, a slight moving out of uh, murder dolls. Murder dolls, right? Oh. Oh
0: and i remember and he started touring like it was going out of style a couple years Mm -hmm. later Mm -hmm. and i would see his flyers everywhere and i'm sitting here like calling myself ryan 13 all over the like, who the hell's this wednesday guy (laughs) like Mm -hmm. like he he stole my thing man but he didn't he he had it first i Mm want to i want to get him on at some point but um Anyway, so I want to talk about podcast stuff. I didn't think that this was going to turn into me wanting to talk to you about podcast stuff. But after listening to it doesn't more have it,
1: of... it doesn't have to be. We can talk about anything you want.
0: Well, cool. And we will. We'll we'll jump into some other stuff. But I because I'm a fledgling podcast student, with this being the 21st episode, I'm doing okay. seasons, which I think is stupid. But I it doesn't matter. I am. All my seasons are only 13 episodes long. No, I think that that's OK. And so so we're in you and me are in season two right
1: now. OK. And
0: um what how did you come on to that microphone that you're using right now? Wow. The-
1: interesting story. So. uh What do I need to have a podcast is kind of the thing. Okay. Right. When you're when you're like, what do we do? Especially right. Dave. I'm not. I'm not throwing my co-host, Metal Dave, under the bus whatsoever during the making of the answer of, to your question. But in our earlier episodes, you should watch our earliest episodes because every episode, Dave has a different microphone.
0: Okay, <laughs> I think I heard you say that in one of the Trying
1: ones. out different microphones. So I've had just had this good sure SM58 the whole time and uh i have that s i have an sm7 similar to what you've got a sure sm7 it's literally an arm's length away that's and,
0: that's the one actually this isn't even that that's the one i want that's no I, I know it's
1: not but what you have is very similar to sure. sm7 but so so i have that but i use that my my basic basically my vocal recording rig is right there
0: okay and
1: jared producer was like how come you're not using the sm7 on them i was like What you don't like the way this one sounds? No, it sounds fine. Honestly, I mean, I can tell a slight difference, but this shit sounds great. Yeah, it does. This is what I use live. My face is used to hovering around this thing for the past 45 years. This thing has been in my face. Anyway, um, well, then, okay. We bought, we, we, how I ended up with this is just habitually the mic that I use. I even used these in the the SM58 recording vocal. Here's a here's a side note: teasing, Pleasing, dangerous toys hit song. Oh yeah, the vocal recorded with an SM58. There it is. So you can't. I mean, it's the it's the machine. It's the hammer.
0: Yeah. Okay. There so is it yeah. is. This,
1: this microphone built a house. So whatever. I the like it. uh. The thing, the funny thing is, is we had to get, I had, I, it turns out I had everything I needed to do, to have, to do this, to, to set this up, set it up, boom. Um, I needed, I I needed an Ethernet cable that Mm -hmm. runs like about a hundred feet from where I sit now. Okay. So I had to get one of those.
0: You got this blue, long blue line, blue cable.
1: I I made sure it's black. Okay. And it goes through the wall and up, up the, up the outside wall of the house and around the backyard. And it's all, you know, you, you can't yeah. see it. Oh, okay. Like, you
0: got it hidden the whole way. That's cool. See, I wouldn't yeah, have been so that smart. I would have just ran it all white trash across the yard. And... Well,
1: <laughs> that's, that's, I think what Dave, what metal Dave was doing when he, when he, because we had some, uh, internet issues where I'd be talking to me. then ah, then I'd start again. Right. So it was all splotchy and shitty and sure. Jared what do we do Ethernet cable oh is that it oh, okay so Dave I think has his like at least taped to the wall down the stairwell so well good yeah it, so we had to figure out a couple things like that I already mentioned that he had to go through a few microphones um, he we had to kind of go through his mixer and make sure he you know as long as you have a little a cheap little mixer with a USB out on it, you can do a podcast. Yeah
0: all all I have is the Focusrite Scarlett, yeah, an interface. Right the right. cool
1: thing about the mixer is, is you can you can in the more inputs you have, the more uh, special effects. That's right. That you can do. You know, there's all kinds of that's cool strange things that you can incorporate into whatever it is you're being silly about
0: see i was just talking about this on the phone on the way home to uh well al shire because i talk to that guy every day but anyway like i was like man i got a midi controller sitting in front of the computer i'm gonna nice. get i want to get one of those gone like you know when you listen to the radio host and there someone says something they're like oh boy like i can do that i just that'd haven't done fun. it yet yeah sure, i think this would be fun. a lot of fun i'm gonna start incorporating a, that
1: i have a 30 inch gong Oh, dude! <laughs> <laughs> it's just <laughs> Yeah, just put it right b- behind me, right here, and twirl <laughs> flaming drumsticks. Ka, ka, ka. That
0: no, would be I, sick. I won't do that. I would watch it
1: would anyway. Watch so yeah, once once we got everything plugged in and and shined up, uh, we we started cooking with gas. Um, Side note is our first like 15 episodes we didn't even have guests we would just pick a topic hey that's awesome and go three hours talking about just digging a hole yeah talking about one thing and I, and like like something like we had a we had an episode called uh, you know Canadian bands or replacement singers you know right or uh, Kiss Alive. Just talk about Kiss Alive for three hours, you know.
0: No, that's fantastic. Like, but the, I, I don't. I miss
1: to... I miss that because it, me and Dave work well together, and we just go, yeah. and uh, we keep like saying this to each other: we need to bring back that. We fuck having guests. Yeah, but dude, the guy from blah blah. blah I don't care. We need to do a series of this. Of just we need to bring it back.
0: I like it. No, I totally oh. like it. I've only seen the ones where you guys have had guests uh right. so far. I'm going to go back in the catalog as I'm catching up from where I started. Sure. But the uh I've only ever had guests. This all started for me because I have another YouTube channel, totally separate. I do stupid mm-hmm. things on there like eat scorpion peppers uh, or show you how to cook my favorite meal in the air fryer or go on travel. I do a whole bunch of crap over there. But I wanted to do like four or five podcast-like episodes so I could interview everyone from Razor 13, including Doug from King's X. Mm -hmm. and, And that was it. That's all I wanted to do. And then my buddy Brandon from Expanding Reality Podcast Uh, By the way, go check out Brandon. Got to throw him out there. A lot of you have probably been hearing a lot of podcasters talking about UFOs, the TV talking about UFOs, the government releasing videos of UFOs. If you like stuff like that, you should head on over to expandingrealitypodcast.com. There they talk about consciousness, psychedelics, UFOs, and the beyond. And you know we love the beyond on this show. Check the link in the description for Expanding Reality. There you can become an expansive insider for all of the mind-melting bonus content with the coolest panels, exclusive interviews, and massive collaborations about all the fringe and alternative topics that we absolutely think will expand your reality. Go over there, check it out. Link in the description. I love the host, Brandon Thomas. He's a fantastic person and a great host. Go check it out. Um, but... Mm-hmm. Um, he said, Why don't you just do a podcast? Thought to myself, Well, I don't know how to do that. Kind of the same way you guys were like, Yeah. Oh,
1: yeah. Well, well, now you do. I think that I think that for the most part, and I actually still feel this way. For the most part, uh podcasts are for people who can just listen to other nerds talk about something that you, the listener, are interested in. Right. This is gonna sound weird, but podcasts are fucking boring as fuck to me. To me. <laughs> um, unless it's someone who I absolutely worship, and there's a handful of those people in the world. Sure. Yep. Uh, and everyone has that, right? It's kind of like, oh man, you're killing me. I gotta, I gotta, he's on this podcast. Oh shit, I gotta hear that, you know. But Overall, I just, it's an, so fucking nerdy to just listen. I'm, I'm listening to someone talk, you know?
0: Oh, yeah. We're just having
1: conversations, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, it's the fellowship and the conversation that I actually like, but going back and listening to the shit, that's not for me. Yeah, understood. So I'm, I, I'm amazed that, that people are finding this uh, medium interesting and entertaining and helpful to their sanity. Oh, sure. Yeah. And that is beautiful. Uh, whatever you get out of it, I, I don't know. you know I don't I don't know other than what I do know and that's from right. what people how people respond and how they feel afterwards and and how they look forward to. And then every once in a while we have their somebody that they're ridiculously obsessed with and they have to then they have to hear it you know sure
0: absolutely. I'm interested to see what y'all's RSS feed numbers are like because I'm sure they're through the roof. I put my stuff out. I've only got like, I don't even have all the episodes out on the on the podcast platform yet. And I went and looked at the downloads, and I was like, "That whoops, YouTube's ass. How the hell did that happen?"
1: Yeah. So, so the 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 algebra that you're talking about, yeah, I have no interest in it. Okay. I have no idea where it is, what it is. Um, I I'm I know what I'm told, and so sure. I'm told that. Our subscribers are finally reaching uh, a high enough number to where we could soon be considered for monetization.
0: Oh great badass.
1: I don't re- I know what that I know what monetization means yeah. <laughs> but I don't know how many you have to have to do that and what the rules and stats have to be and what who what robot bean counter is handling all that.
0: Yeah, I don't either. Uh, I'm still learning, but I I don't have a producer and I don't have. I'm it, this is just me. But I well, like I get a, to pick everybody's brain. That's what that's what's fun, right?
1: So so Dave and Jared, can they can just fill me in. And I'll go okay. Oh, just let me know <laughs> where to be and where to stand. Is this okay? You know, I'm more like just tell me where to be and I'll be there, fucking thirty minutes early. There you go. Hell yeah. Even though I don't care about all the math. Yeah. I'll be there thirty minutes early. Let's go. I'll be showered, so <laughs>
0: I'll be cleaned, ready to mm-hmm. rock. Let's That's right. Do this.
1: That's right. But, let's let's get the work done.
0: Well, I'm glad you guys are doing this because, I, again, I keep bringing this dude's name up because I talk to him every day. But Al Shire turned me on to y'all's podcast, and I was like, Great. you know what? Well, you know, ask Jason
1: if he wants to come on mine. Sure, man. Cool. The cool thing about Al Shire is he's like a man about town. Oh yes. Kind of like he's not up in your grill. He's more like he's everywhere, though. Yeah, he is, and it's like (laughs) kind of the magic. He's like uh, he's like stardust.
0: Yeah, dude. We are made of star stuff.
1: See what I mean? Yeah. He's it's shit's real. I don't know how he does that, but it's like soon as he got to Austin, I was like, All of a sudden I know this guy Al Shire like I've known him my whole life. And he, if I didn't know him my whole life, I'm like, What? It's
0: slaps he slaps stickers on everything and you see his mug everywhere. You pull him to Starbucks and there's like some sticker of his face with the it, beard and the Is that there.
1: what it really is? Is that I sticker don't know. power? it must be like he's okay. the only one
0: i've ever he's the only one i've ever known to harness it the way he was i was in houston and on kirkwood and i10 i pulled up to a starbucks bam alshire's face because wow. one day he drove th- drove through there and slapped his stick you know i don't know man it's okay. like you you don't know him but you know him right anyway um so i guess we can move on past some podcast stuff even though i'm super into talking about it but we well, can
1: I, we can always come back to it man dude i would love it
0: and um so tour stories and music and it this being the the heart of the 13 i got tour stories from the 15 years i did it before i joined oil and gas and sold my soul and whatever um but like the uh i've got great ones i looked at some of the bands you guys have toured with and some of the extensive tours you've done both with well at least in my this my small section of Knowing Dangerous Toys and Broken Teeth and Dangerous Toys tour, like you guys did a tour with Striper, or you played opened up for Striper or played with them.
1: Yeah, mainly the, the Striper connection that I have goes back to Watchtower. Uh okay. February 20th, 1985. All right. Watchtower and striper at the Austin Opera House. Uh we opened the show. Um, they came in our dressing room wearing their black and yellow tights. Yeah, <laughs> it was fucking awesome. And this yeah. is in 1985, right? They're touring Probably. the first record.
0: Holy cow! Wow, yeah. yeah,
1: they come in. The brothers come in. The Sweets come in. And we're shaking it off. We're in. We're in our little dressing room hole, and uh, they. Uh, were so kind they were like wow I'm not sure what kind of music that was but our minds are blown you guys can play your asses off blah 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 and I'll never forget that because that was the first time that well I mean we had opened for you know especially that year and the year after uh, 85 and 86 we opened for like Anthrax and King Diamond and Trouble and
0: Oh, wow. Trouble.
1: All Yeah. Grim Reaper and uh, yeah. Slayer. Oh, from and, Grim
0: Reaper just died not too long
1: ago. Yeah. Steve Grimmett. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, all of the up and coming like thrash bands because, you know, Metallica had opened the door. So. Right. Yeah. And all of the Metal Blade bands that were hitting on the road, the road on their first tour, you know, uh, Slayer being one of those. Right. Tr- trouble being another so so striper and we and we were like wow oh, thanks man and wow that's that's awesome that's kind of cool just a cool pat on the back from those guys yeah here's here's the, an interesting sort of like salt and pepper to that's that story it's not really a touring story because this is happening in our hometown okay is uh Metallica and wasp and armored saint were scheduled to play February 21st of 1985 at the Austin City Coliseum which is not far it's just west of uh, of where we were okay literally like three miles away something like that and uh, the next day the 21st and um, I didn't live with my mom at the time but my mom apparently had gotten a message on her answering machine from someone cursing up a storm and saying hey Jason what the fuck are you how come you're fucking not answering your phone and fuck this and fucking blah 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 and I don't know what this message is about until a few days later when I'm having lunch with my mom at my mom's house because I don't live with my mom I was like 19 and 85 or whatever yeah. in February of 85 I was 19 and uh Uh, you know, I had my own place, right? Right. And so I'm having lunch with my mom a few days after that weekend, which was a killer week because I opened for Striper and got to see Metallica and Armored Saint. The deal is Wasp had canceled and the promoters as well as Metallica were looking for another band to open. Well, I had met Metallica guys and, you know, not, I had only met Armored Saint that day of, of that show that I speak of. I had met Metallica in, uh, you know, a year and a half earlier, whatever, on their first tour when they were opening for Raven. Oh, wow. And that would have been uh, Wednesday, August 24th,
0: 1983.
1: Wow. And uh, um, i befriended, befriend, I met those guys and me and James had been pen pals and I would call the house in, uh, uh, in Bay Area and talk to James all the time on the phone. And we were just chummy, you know. Yeah and I'm having lunch with mom a couple of days after that um, how you doing mom she's like I'm okay I wish your friends would stop calling here and they curse and say all kinds of stuff and just da, 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 and I'm like my friends don't call here they know that I don't live here back to February 21st I the day after watchtower opened for uh, open for striper I'm I'm I knock on the back door of the Austin City Coliseum because it's you know it's early they're probably done with sound check or whatever but it's sure. right around that time you know six o'clock five o'clock something like that I'm knocking on the door of the security guy door comes flying open and it's James and John Bush they they got a Nerf football they're playing football in the in the the backstage area. Yeah. And they pull me in and they they tell security, yeah, this guy's cool. Come on in. And James introduces me to John Bush. And in like the same breath, he goes, did you get my message? Oh, no. And I'm, hold on. I'm looking at him like, what are you talking about? Me- I, what are you talking about? He goes, yeah, I, ca- I called your house. I go, well, first, I don't have an answering machine. And you, I would have known if you would have called me because I, I was at home all night. You know, after that Striper gig, I went, I was home. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't, you didn't call me. Didn't think anything about it. Fast forward, I'm at mom's. Mom says, I wish your friends wouldn't call here and say fucking, 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 fuckin', fuck, 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 fuck. You put it together. Oh, my God. So James figured out your mom's number? Well, it says J, her name was Janine. There it is. Jay McMaster. He just looked is. in he the looked white pages the, and yeah. said, hey, fucking, 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 get your fucking, you know. Wasp had canceled. He was trying to get Watchtower to come play. Oh we were God. opening for Striper God. the night before. He called my mom's. I would have never gotten anyway. Hey, mom. Here's the funny part. Hey, mom, you still got that message? I deleted that. I'm not going to blah, blah, Oh, uh, Still. Kind of funny, and right? That's a wonderful kinda, kinda story. It's a good, it's a good one, and you can't make it up. No,
0: that's great, James. Uh, all of the Metallica guys are, you know, I grew up li- just like all my friends grew up listening to them. Those are the dudes that uh, made me want to play music in the first place. That'd be fantastic to hear. Like, it's super cool to hear these stories because none of these stories like that break out into the media as much. No, it's not a,
1: are. it's not a mainstream. It's I call that like a scene like an underground scene you have to know the yeah. players in the local scene right. to, to hear stories like this and they i'm sure they happen all the time sure a lot of people don't realize that like jim florentine who's now a big famous stand-up comedian he's been right. in movies in that metal show and da 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 and he's awesome he's a real dude he's all, all those guys are anyway he people don't know that he used to write fan letters to the guys in raven Oh, he wow. would drive them around, and when they were in New Jersey, when they were on Megaforce Records, yeah, he's yeah. been friends with, yeah, he hung out with the guys in Metallica and Raven when they were recording "Kill 'Em All, and he was like a little punk. It's it's fucking crazy. So there's guys like that everywhere that have right. all these, like, stories that are not in a book, that are not sort right. of, you know, whatever, immortalized.
0: Yeah, that's cool, and I like them. I like yes. hearing them. Thank you for sharing yep. that one with me. Yep. That one's fantastic the um
1: so um what about but i but i still to clear up the striper you mentioned striper striper was our number one band today uh i do those monsters of rock cruises and festivals and shit and they're always on the bill you're right two weeks ago i just did a gig in the valley with them
0: i saw that i i go down to the valley for work all the time i was like what's he doing way down there
1: yeah, and I saw a
0: whole bunch of people posting about that.
1: Yeah, yeah, it was. Uh, it was uh, some locals, and then it was toys, and then uh, Stephen Piercy and Striper headline. Oh wow! Yeah, it was. It was. That's a, It's actually a pretty good show. Those three bands work quite well together, in my opinion.
0: Right on. What was the name of that town? Did it start with an M?
1: Mercedes, Mercedes. which is like Mercedes. twenty minutes from McAllen.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm always in Los Fresnos mm-hmm. or, um, you know, South Padre. I'll stay on the island and drive to work. Wow, okay. The island's nice. I was actually, crazy story, has nothing to do with music, but I was on the island at the Courtyard Marriott, told myself I wasn't going to the bar this week. I'm not going to the bar. I'm not doing it. I got to work every day. Anyway, comes to be the last day of work. Um, it's a Thursday. I'm like, all right, they have good food down there. I'll go get a drink and, uh, and have some dinner. I go down there. I sit down. I hear a woman to my left on the corner of the bar. I'm like, man, that voice sounds kind of familiar. <clears throat> and oh, well, whatever. I play it off. I'm looking at my phone. And then she says, uh, bartender to the bartender. Hey, could you watch my purse? I'm, I'm going to go smoke a cigarette. And I looked up and I looked at her as she was walking away. And I looked at the bartender. I was like, that's fucking Sarah Connor. Cause it was the actress who played Sarah Connor in the Terminator, um, Linda oh. Hamilton. Yeah. And, Linda and Hamilton. And yeah. I was like, she, and then the, the bartender was like, yeah, she's been here all week, like down here at the bar every night. And I'm like, God damn it. <laughs> Cause I missed the it's whole week smoking
1: that, and drinking, smoking and drinking.
0: And well, she came in and talked to me and she was a lovely person. Met her son. Awesome. Was great. But random South she, no,
1: that she's kind of like legend. Yeah, especially in sci-fi world. She's oh, a legend. Yeah,
0: 100 yeah, percent.
1: I don't know. Nice. I mean, she was in Beauty and the Beast. But Dude, I watch that all the time with legend. Ron Perlman. All right. Yeah. Ron <clears throat> Perlman, man.
0: Yeah. You said moonlighting earlier. That has nothing to do with her, but that just reminded me of that TV show
1: wow moonlighting well well may 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 i and what maybe other listeners asked the, the burning question what in the holy hell was she doing down there
0: uh her daughter lives on the island really so yeah so her and her son came down there and you know she's got a twin so like oh I, I thought at one point what if that's not her i'm talking to the twin and the twins just used to it but then i you know i saw i saw her son and her son was just he was super nice, dude. He just talked about how he travels around with his mom all the time. Like wherever she goes, he's going. That's what he does. And cool. Maybe Drink, smoke
1: cigarettes. Has a great have a great time. Yeah, just don't talk about the Terminator. Check. Right, because <laughs> that's probably what's paying for travel. Oh, I mean, she
0: was married to. Um, oh, what's that great direct? I mean, they're all great. There's all great directors, but this guy was like he directed a whole bunch of stuff.
1: Anyway, I just was, like saying I just like saying Terminator check, Terminator check, dude. Mm-hmm. Terminator two is what uh,
0: Terminator one was great. Terminator two is even better in my opinion, but maybe that's because I'm a '90s kid. But like, you know, or I'm I born in the '80s, 90, yeah, so '90s kid, and I don't know. Like, Terminator's cool. Just being able to hear that voice, be like, "Will you watch my, watch my, yeah, <laughs> yeah
1: that's pretty good."
0: Yeah. So anyway, that was a stupid story about my valley stuff, but I'm glad you guys like went it. down there. I saw all yeah. the I saw a lot of videos. I I think my friend Metal Mama was down there probably she was probably down there watching you guys, I'm sure. Um on to LA Guns. How good of friends are you with those guys?
1: Um we're not close, but there's there's a lot of respect. Uh the old Dare I call it the original band? Uh, we we kind of cut our teeth as a touring band with L.A. Guns, okay. uh, starting in October of '89. Um, fall of '89, or the record, it, the first record came out in uh, that summer, in May, May 9th. And we had done a bunch of clubs and uh, some one-offs with like Warrant and Kicks and Extreme and oh nice Extreme a uh, bunch we... of stuff like that.
0: Yeah, Kings yeah. X toured with Extreme. Mm, I right. believe that Nuno's in that band, right?
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. Yep. <clears> then <throat> yep. we totally did
1: that. And then uh, we got the LA Guns tour, which started ironically. At the Austin Opera House, where okay. we were, where Watchtower was opening right. for Striper. Uh, so, see, things are
0: connecting here.
1: Yeah, and funny at, uh, that the back room, which is just east of there, I dirty used to looks live.
0: I lived dirt. in the apartments above the back
1: room. Who didn't? I know. But <laughs> I'm glad you survived. I did. Uh, my, dirty my looks. Camaro
0: were... didn't. But that's a different.
1: Oh. Dirty Looks was playing the back room the same night that that tour started with LA Guns and the Toys uh October 11th of 89. So after our set we ran over and saw watch Dirty Looks cuz me and the Toys guys yeah. were, were huge fans. Um and now I'm fronting Dirty Looks ironically. <laughs> um so um yeah, they were. They treated us good. There were there were some shows which this, you know, you could call it a Spinal Tap thing. You could call sure. it like there's just not enough room on this stage to stack three bands. Yeah, right. So you know where I'm going with this. There was times where I'm like, where the hi hat should be. That's where I'm standing. You know, uh, and that's okay. That's all right. Yeah, I've got a cymbal stand right here under my arm. Symbol stand right here. So uh I could have just held the symbol and sang, right. right? Um but we weren't mad, we were happy. There were a lot of it was the Cocked and Loaded tour. Okay. That's the that's the record they were touring. And it's a great record, and they treated us good. And uh, you know, we've done a hundred shows with LA Guns since then and the version that they have and uh it's it's always good because you know they're always cordial and you know we have that past you know but we don't have barbecues together or anything but they're they're uh tracy i love tracy's guitar playing uh phil always has time for us and phil's great and his, I think his singing has gotten better over the years. Oh, nice! Uh, those guys are those guys are cool. Uh, I have nothing but great memories of that tour. I mean, you think about the fall of '89. What were what the hell was going on? You know, uh, you were barely alive, right? I was
0: in kindergarten. Oh, okay. Yeah, Eighty nine. I was in rock and roll kindergarten. Uh absolutely, man. Yeah, I had. <laughs> I remember a cassette being placed in front of my face of. It was a Metallica album. I guess it was Injustice for All. Good for and, you. Um, I didn't know what it was, but I really liked looking at the photo. Yeah. I mean, how, what else do you do when you're sick? You're like, ah, this is cool. Yeah. What happens to this tape? Probably started pulling the tape out of it.
1: Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Well, on that, if you had a cassette of Justice, the, the lyrics were in there. So it unfolded about 10 times. Yep. Oh, yeah. So it was the accordion cassette cover. Um that's hmm. when
0: that's when uh the CDs had just come out too and, or not correct. just but like they the CDs I came mean, in the, the big box thing long box like, the long yeah. box man I see I had gotten some of those somehow and I wish I still had that
1: box I'm not going anywhere I'm right here I uh I love the long boxes Me too No fucking there way. is the Master of Puppets long box. No
0: way. That is awesome.
1: For all you kids, it's a little destroyed, but it's okay. You still got it's it. It's the front, it's the front of the box.
0: Hey, that's so, all that matters. Right. Well, I mean, well, I was gonna so frame
1: cool. it, I, I just haven't been gotten around to framing it. Yeah, this thing is like
0: look how big dec- that thing
1: is. Decrepit and old. Oh yeah, it's like uh it's like a fifteen inch thing that you used to buy. I think that they were they were still yet afraid of losing all the artwork that you get on a, on an LP.
0: Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. The uh, I, man, I remember seeing those. I remember the first, I was really into Michael Jackson uh, when I was young, like, like way young. So like, I remember seeing the thriller album and in that CD form. And I was like, this is going to be so fucking cool. I can't wait to get my hands on this. And then it was like, well, the CD's ten bucks. I was like, "Well, where the fuck am I going to get ten bucks from?" <laughs> mm. Well, so, you
1: figure it out. You do. That's right. Yeah, Go when you're a yard or something. Rock and roll people figure it out because they gotta have it. Absolutely, a
0: hundred percent. I did yeah. that anyway, all anyway. So,
1: so the L.A. Guns thing was uh, was cool and a great experience, and Tora Tora was on that tour as well. Okay.
0: Mm-hmm. Tora Tora. Yeah about faster pussycat
1: went to it when the when the la guns thing was over actually before <clears throat> before the la guns thing in september uh we did a run with junkyard oh we, i saw we're that out, we're out with junkyard right. and we did uh we did the south we did florida we did the carolinas we did all that uh, did atlanta uh, and then we went west, and it ended in Tempe, Arizona, with With uh, our tour jumped on a show where Faster Pussycat was headlining. And that was awesome, and it was kind of sad. It was one of those things where we loved each other's bands so much we didn't want the tour to end, and there were right. grown men crying. So I mean, that happens in rock and roll. There's crying in rock and roll. People don't realize
0: yeah, that. That's true, 100%. We, yeah, dude, because you, 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 know, what it, you know, know what it is
1: it's love you become yeah. brothers yeah 100 you're not brothers unless you can cry in front of each other that's right you know i we to kings what well, we
0: i was i was a uh, whatever Doug's bass tech but you know we're part of we're all everyone's part of the family yeah. but like we were on tour with uh skid row when they had johnny as the singer uh so mm-hmm. I mean, way after sebastian mm-hmm. and uh god rest johnny soul. he was a great guy that dude saved my life i was trying to get on the king's x tour bus they had locked it because there was so many homeless i can't remember what city we were in but i had finished we had finally finished packing the trailer everything's in there we're done i go back in to do the dummy check make sure we didn't lose leave anything i'm coming back out my key's not around my neck i, oh, left, no. it in, I left it in my bunk so i knock on the door and you know what you What's know, happening on the bus after a show? Everyone's they're having not, a good time. They're
1: not watching the door. They're, they're not waiting the on you. They think you're in the bunk. They, they think, think you're, you're at dinner. dinner. Yeah. They think you're done. They think they're they're yeah.
0: That's right. So everyone back there having a good time. Yeah. Everybody's on the bus. Um, a man who was, I don't know, I don't, homeless is the thing I would say, but also deranged, approached yeah. me and started telling me that he wrote a song for me. And that if I would like to listen to it and I was like, okay, (laughs) because I'm not I'm way too nice about stuff. Mm -hmm. And he started singing me the song and the song went really south and it was like about this evil plan to murder me. And Johnny and Scotty, the guitar player, are in are in the front of their bus smoking a joint and they're just sitting there watching this happen. Oh no. And like and then um, I didn't know that because the our King's X's bus and Skid row's bus are right right here. Yeah. And all of a sudden they're they notice that things are getting weird and they open up the driver's side window. They're like, Ryan, get in here now. Yeah. And yeah. pulled me on, pulled me on. And the dude was like looking at me all crazy. He was like, I don't know if he would have done anything, but Johnny and Scotty saved my life. Wow. Know? Pulled me on the bus and I got to hang out with them and whatever and they were suit that was a super great tour
1: with skid row i think we did two of them, oh, with them. i imagine that's a good pairing yeah
0: it was good and there was a, yeah. a band called mardo that opened up for them and they were awesome those guys the mardo brothers ended up being uh they they write scores and stuff now for wow movies and stuff but yeah awesome tour stories are fun
1: well it's it's becomes part of your uh it's like a tattoo yeah it tells a tattoo should tell stories. And if it don't, then it's not good for you.
0: That's true. I got this one in Austin. Uh When I was 19 years old, you can't see what it is, but there's a guitar on it and a whole bunch of other crap. It never got finished because I'm a pussy and that hurts. Um it, That
1: does hurt right there.
0: <laughs> but yeah, the, uh you know, there's a lot of stuff in music. One of the things that I love about music is you get to meet all these different people that believe all these different things. You become brothers with people in ways you never thought you could sisters and brothers with other people, just depending like we were on tour with Nashville pussy at one point and Skinrow. row. Those people are fucking fantastic. We had a great time. They're,
1: dude. They're so nice. Yeah. And They don't want to do anything other than make you smile.
0: Yep. That's true, dude. They're fantastic. I love them. And you can't
1: call your band Nashville pussy and, and be anything but <laughs> hilarious.
0: Oh, Simple. dude, and then rock like it's going out of style, dude. Oh, they're
1: they're they're uh they're a tank. Yes, they don't stop.
0: They don't. Every time yeah, I they're, look, they're on tour somewhere doing something keep, crazy,
1: keeping it alive. Yep, yep. Going through
0: bass players like it's going going well, through drummers. Yeah. You know, that's, yeah. We had
1: the, Spinal Tap. We had them on the on the Talk Louder.
0: Oh, did you really? Okay, yeah. I can't wait to go watch that one. Yeah. I love them. They were so nice. I got I got photos of all of us, all of them, and all the guys in King's X. And you could tell everyone's had way too much wine. And it was just yeah, you know, fantastic night. They're great. People. Cool. So, um, moving in to the phase of the show that I call the Beyond. I don't know where you're at. You ever seen aliens? You t- uh, you know, Bigfoot or I? I have crazy. I
1: I have one story. All right. Um. I was, this was probably late 90s. All right. About 5 o'clock. Bright, sunny day. <clears throat> Driving my car. Just back from the grocery store or something. Going home. Blue sky. Something catches my eye through the windshield. I'm, look, I'm like, it's just like a like a white dot silver dot a white sure. dot let's call it a white dot okay it's five o'clock four four thirty you know it's hot as shit texas sky yeah. you know blue sky beautiful yep. day why isn't this white dot you know moving like a plane why is it it's just i noticed it i don't know why how i noticed it i mean i saw it and then i'm like Sometimes I'll, if I see a plane, I'll watch the, I'll, I'll check it out. Wow, Absolutely. I do that all the time. Sure. It's normal, right? It's kind of a thing. Wow. Look, a bird, a plane. Right. When I, when
0: I lived in Austin, I would go to the airport and just, you could sit there over on that bridge over there off of, what
1: was that? 71.
0: I don't remember, but you could sit there and watch the plane.
1: Yeah. 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 20 years ago. So, so I, um, I pulled over and I stared at it and I stared at it. It wasn't moving, dude. Wow. It wasn't moving. I don't you know, I didn't stay there 10 minutes staring at this dot in the sky, but 5 oh minutes God. maybe? Yeah. Right. Five, 5 minutes? Something 4 minutes more than 3, okay? Okay, understood. Okay, yeah. why isn't it moving? And I have to blink, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm looking, I'm looking, I'm looking. Where to go? Where to go? Where'd it go? Where to go? go? It just went, it just went it's there, it's not there anymore. Really? Just yeah, it didn't like go, oh, I think I'll take off now. Oh no, I'm gonna go back to where I was, which would have freaked me out even more.
0: <laughs> yeah.
1: So I didn't freak out like just the fact that it was there and then it just disappeared. I said, I think I just saw a UFO. Yeah.
0: You couldn't So I went
1: home, my you know, of course. I never turned off the car or anything. I just I just pulled over, right? Foot on the brake kind of thing. Like how long am I going to sit here and stare at the sky until someone goes, "Hey, are you okay? <laughs> you know, what yeah. are you doing parked in front of my house?" You know. <clears throat> so I went home and I may have called somebody. I think I just saw it anyway. And that was about I, I didn't really you know, when in these types of forum I, I i can bring it up but i don't sure. get asked about i don't get asked this question very often i right. kind of think right. so um another strange thing that happened to me this would have been a few years after that <clears throat> this was not extraterrestrial i can't figure this one out
0: okay
1: I come out for an encore Forgot where it was, Midwest, probably. And I walk up to the mic, my mic that no one replaced my mic. You know, I had a tech, everything, right? Yeah. It's my mic. I own the mic. Yeah. And I go out there and uh, we're about to get into it, you know, the last song. And my, I don't know how else to say it. My microphone, the mesh, this part right here. Yep. It's bleeding. Whoa. There's blood on it. So Whoa. I'm like, you know, checking my tongue and my teeth. And I, I walk up to Scott or whoever. I'm like, am I, am I bleeding in my mouth? And they're like, fuck no. What are you talking about? I don't feel any pain. There's nothing. I'm like checking, you know. Wow. And I could never, I asked tommy my guy and i'm like what going on did you change yeah, this did, mic? did you were spit you on bleeding this? on my did you, microphone? Did you what the hell is going on did you see anybody he's like no one has touched this thing in the you know 45 seconds or more that you walked off no one touched it wow. and i can't figure out why or how it was basically the the it was full of blood
0: i'd be interested to know where that actually happened only because like i don't necessarily know how i believe in any of this crap or if i do but like i love the stories and i love to entertain the facts uh, and try to figure things out or debunk them or whatever but like what if you were in some haunted venue what if that place is a place they killed a whole bunch of prostitutes 250 years before
1: who who knows and who and, and and you know i didn't have the blood quote tested right I don't know what it was. It wasn't it ketchup. Re- it was something I had, red. Yeah. Because yeah. I put my mouth on it and it <laughs> I didn't, did. I don't remember it tasting like, I mean, I can imagine that I've tasted my own blood, you know, 50 times in my old man life. Sure. But I'm telling you, I think it was blood. Okay. But I, there's no, no one was hurt. No one was, no one complained. And everybody everybody I brought into the conversation was looking at me like are you high? What's going on? No, this
0: fucking place is haunted. <laughs> my, my the walls know. are
1: bleeding. I, I never I never thought that, but it freaked me out for, you know, at least a week. It was raining blood. And and I just blood. I let it go.
0: Yeah, that's cr- well, I mean, I guess I probably would have let that go too and it would have freaked me out for a week too. There's certain things when these weird paranormal things happen, I have a few that are weird for me but like when they happen you're sitting you they freak you out like yeah i don't know about you and the dot in the sky like did you go home or if you remember did you go home and you're like the fuck was that for like a couple of days and then yeah it was
1: it was there that kind of questioning to my head was obvious i was like yeah i mean that i mean there could be an explanation sure a hundred percent the
0: I was on my it way could to have been,
1: that could have been man made. Absolutely, what, whatever that was could have been man made.
0: Sure, and that's so. My UFO, I two, but I'm a, I'm going to tell you one <clears throat> briefly. And I was driving to San Angelo, Texas. This is weird. Why do I keep going back to San Angelo? This is 2012, and I was driving there in the dark because I wanted to spend time with my girlfriend now wife. And uh, but I needed to be there Monday morning, so it's Sunday finish watching the Texans play or whatever and we're heading I'm heading west and I get about 30 miles outside of Brady Texas and I look over to the right and there's nothing out there it's all desert you've been west yeah. Texas yeah. like nothing out there and I look out to my right and I see three lights that look like they're moving independently from each other okay I'm like okay what um, what's that you know I know there's Air Force bases out there. And this is drones aren't exactly on the rate. I mean, like we've had them. They were probably using them uh, at the Air Force bases or whatever. But it wasn't like on the cover of Times, the Times magazine or, or whatever. Like it would become short shortly after 2012. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking out there and I got I think I got like my first smartphone, maybe. So not quite this big, you know, because they weren't that big when they first came out. Uh, but it's got a camera on there and a cool video. I'm like, dude, these lights are cool. I want to pull over and take a photo of this. So I I pull over and I go, uh, get into the camera thing, turn it on. And the lights start coming directly towards me. Like they stopped doing what they Ow. were doing and started coming right at me. And I'm like, okay, I've seen enough sci-fi movies to know that this is not good. So I got back in my car and started driving. But when I did that, the lights stopped coming towards me and they went off over here. I go, All right, cool. I'm losing my fucking mind. I'm going to call my girlfriend. Called my girlfriend, told her about it. She starts laughing at me. She's like, oh, the aliens are going to get you, you know? I'm like, look, I don't know what it is, but I'm saying like, it was weird. So then I see them, the lights doing their little dancy thing. So I get out. And I try to do it again. Same thing. Lights start coming towards me. Get in the car. Now I'm scared. I'm like, okay, they absolutely know I'm here. And this is fucking weird, dude. I don't have any way to explain this. But, like, I started driving, and the lights came real close. And they got out in front of me. Oh, really? In front of the car. And as they got in front of the car, well, first of all, as they decided to come closer to me, they took the triangle for them. And then I thought I could see a full craft. But I was like, wait, how are they all independent from each other? And now they're Mm -hmm. a triangle. Then they came around. Then a big red light came on. I don't know what the fuck that was. Then it went away and followed me through Brady, Texas, but out here in this field the whole way. Mm-hmm. Then I got pulled over by a cop because I was going over the speed limit because I was scared out of my mind.
1: Yeah, your your heart was raced.
0: And then I thought, "Okay, I've seen enough of these movies."
1: Is the cop in
0: on this? <laughs> you know like he knows, but he wasn't. He just gave me a speeding ticket cuz mm-hmm. I was being a douche. But I don't know what the hell that was. Was that like guys from the like some 20-year-olds from the Air Force base? Flying these drones, like let's get this guy. that's gonna be fucking funny, you know, because they've got all this cool technology. Or was it, uh you know, alien Yeah, I, I mean,
1: o- only if they were in a lab, you know, or or had headsets on with screens, and they were doing it remotely like that, and they right. could see everything with. Uh, yeah, and that was the camera. That's the,
0: that's the stuff that came later. And if you watch these drone footages now that they have yeah. from going to Iraq or or wherever, oh yeah, it's all in the dark, and you can. See the guys on the ground and hear the guys on the ground.
1: Yeah, and they blow them up. Like right.
0: But I well, don't
1: that's that is uh that's it's crazy. That sounds a little. That's like a hundred times. That's a ramped up version of my white dot in the sky story. <laughs> well,
0: and it was weird. It's I was near cool. Air Force bases.
1: Well, the it's very interesting because. You know, I think that your reaction was like mine was, am I really seeing? Wait a minute. Let me get out. Oh, oh shit. Well. And then they started
0: coming this way.
1: Yeah. What, what did you, I mean, what did I see? Yeah. And there's no one else there to go. Are, am I high? Are you seeing this?
0: Yeah. I drove straight to San Angelo and I went to the dead horse bar and I drank some fucking beers and I. Talk to a person about it, and they looked at me like I was nuts. I was like, cool, I'm not going to talk to this about any, you know, with any other yeah. random strangers until yep, apparently yep. now. But, yeah.
1: Wow, interesting.
0: Yeah. You guys ever played the Dead Horse? Or you ever been in a band that played the Dead Horse out there in San yeah, Angelo? Yeah,
1: Broken Teeth used to play there all the time. Yeah. Uh, I think Kill Em All played there a few times. Cool. Because so nice everyone little. in Kill em All besides me is from San Angelo. Really?
0: Mm-hmm. I didn't know that. Okay, cool. Yeah. San Angelo is a really interesting town. Like, There's some history
1: there. I've played a couple of other places there, too, with other bands. Um, Can't think of the names right now. But uh, uh, I kind of like it there, actually. Uh,
0: That's as far... Okay, I say this all the time, but it's as far west in Texas that I like to go. When you start going towards Odessa and Midland... I don't like it over there. Sorry, guys, but the the oil field is booming too much out there, and people are in people are driving them crazy. And I have to go out there for work, mm-hmm. and it's just not as pleasant to drive in. It's because nobody mm-hmm. wants to be there, and everybody's mad they have to be. Okay,
1: uh, I mean it's yeah, that it's, sounds it's, dangerous.
0: Yeah, everyone's pissed off at 6 a.m. trying to get to their oil rig out in the dirt somewhere. You know, three hours away. It's not fun. It's the
1: Wild West.
0: It feels, yeah, with a lot of oil all over the place. It smells like money out there, though. hmm Jason, I really appreciate you coming on the show, man. This
1: made my, my pleasure. day.
0: Dude, and I'm so glad I was able to make it. I didn't think it was going to work.
1: I just can't believe you were in the car seven hours and then have the energy to to hang out and and talk talk shit for a minute, so well, I'm just glad but,
0: i you know if we get to talk about music and hang out and have a good time, that's one hundred percent by it recharges my battery, yeah, like, this is fun. I'd love to do it again if you'd be willing to come on another time, of some course, I'm in the future,
1: yeah, yeah, of course, let me know there's a lot of things to plug, so. It's always I, I put out a lot of material. So
0: what are you working on? So we'll do the final these final questions now. Mm-hmm. Musically, are you working on anything currently?
1: Well, there's <clears throat> there's always the question when the goddamn is Dangerous Toys gonna put out new stuff. We right. have a couple new songs with that we play in the set currently. Oh cool. Um <clears throat> but you cannot download them or buy them, those songs yet. Um, so, yeah, we have a handful of tracks that are uh, being worked on. Nice. Uh, so, obviously, we've been writing. <clears throat> we didn't write for a long time. And, you know, it's we only play, like, I don't know, between five and ten times a year anyway. Sure. Uh, But people still come out. People, you know, love it. And we've made a lot of friends in our um, our tenure, you know, being around for so long and being pretty much uh, all original, which a lot of bands from the class of '89 can't say that anymore. That feels good. Good. And um, but uh, I'm fronting Dirty Looks now. in May, we put out a, a live record that was recorded last year in Sealands Grove, Pennsylvania. Okay, stop. I heard you say out. that
0: earlier in the podcast, yeah. but I thought you were—I don't know why—I thought you were joking. I thought you oh, were no. joking about that.
1: Oh no! <laughs> wow. A, okay. Well, good. A huge Dirty Looks fan, and Paul Lidell, who's been playing in Dangerous Toys since '94. Yeah. Well, he's—we stole him from Dirty Looks. Okay. Oh, well, so. It is. There's the connection. No, uh, Henrik... <clears throat> excuse me. Henrik Ostergaard's uh, main songwriter, singer, front person. It's his band. Okay. From Dirty Looks, he passed away, sadly, about 11 years ago.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: <clears throat> and he kept it going as best he could until the very end. And um, we... um, Well, it, it, in a nutshell... The original lineup from the Cool from the Wire and the uh, Turn of the Screw records, those those that that era of Dirty Looks. Right. Uh, Gene, the drummer, lives in Baltimore. The bass player, Jack, lives in Sealands Grove, Pennsylvania, which okay. is like between Philly and mm-hmm. Rochester, New York, and you know it's like the
0: the central
1: place. It's right there. Yeah, like you can yeah. you can stay at home and. Be on tour for for three weeks, New York and you know Jersey and da da da. Anyway, uh, it's I call it they they call it Kicks territory. Okay, that's where the band Kicks is like that. They're gods right there. And Dirty Looks was you know thing and any band from New Jersey or New York or Philly or Pittsburgh or whatever that's that's a stomping ground. It's a scene, right? Sure. So uh, Jack and Gene call Paul. They go, we're thinking about doing a, a tribute to Henrik, and this would have been about five years ago. Okay. They call Paul. Paul's been in Texas since 94, right? Uh, Paul says, yeah, that sounds great as long as Jason is the singer. <laughs> <clears throat> like, like
0: not even asking you like just saying this is what's happening he didn't throw
1: me under the bus he put me in the fucking driver's seat boom because he knows that i'm a huge fan and that me and henrik uh were not close but chummy and yeah glad to be in the room together respectful of each other's art and they were like really you think you'll do it so you know i think that Paul put together. They wanted to hear me sing Dirty Looks material, and so I think Paul. I remember. I may have it somewhere on this wall behind me, probably Uh, a demo of sorts of where he did like a verse and a chorus of like five of their hits, you know, popular Mm -hmm. songs, and uh, that was fun. And I just sang. I sang on this sort of like four tracky demo thing of Dirty Looks songs. That was like a medley thing that's cool and he sent it to those guys and they were like He's okay when it. do we that's start it. you know <laughs> and then so that you know it took a while to get it get it happening we so it was a like right before the pandemic those guys came to austin just to like try on the shoes you know sure. Yeah, Sure. and yeah. we rehearsed as a band and i recorded that on a on like an eight track digital recorder and the plan was to use those rehearsal tracks as, as as to practice, so we could try to book some shows. Sure, yeah. we had two shows booked. COVID hits, so everything got knocked off off its feet for another year yeah. or more, and uh, we 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 ended up booking the show that we ended up recording and videotaping and. It's called Cool from the Speedway and it's out now. You can get it anywhere. Uh it's a CD with a DVD inside of it. And okay. it's on our own label. Uh, like I said, you could get it anywhere. Amazon, uh, the website is dirtylooksmusic.com. Uh yeah. And it came out great. 17 songs. So fun. So fun. As okay. a fan who gets to sing those songs. Yeah and sort of bring them back in front of a their hometown crowd. Fuck yeah. Basically like tell them how big of a fan of the band I am and I'm one of them. Yeah, you know what I mean? I'm not right. this guy coming in. Yeah, man, I get to be, you know, no. <laughs> no, dude. I'm a, I'm one of you who just is the conduit trying to bring these songs back to you. And that's what it turned out to be. Really great. Positive experience.
0: I can't wait to check that out.
1: We played two more shows this year. Okay. Uh, in Philly and then and Sealand's Grove again, and they were awesome. Uh, we are now on the Monsters of Rock cruise coming up next year in, uh, in April. Who's in, all
0: on the bill April. this year?
1: Saxon, There's... Loudness, Rose Tattoo, Rhino Bucket, Junkyard. Dad, all of my favorite wow. fucking rock and hard rock, dirty rock and roll bands are on there, and and probably Cinderella and oh Queensryche, yeah. uh, oh, wow. Wow. Tesla and you know all of the common denominators are always wow. on those cruises. Yeah, but Saxon, Rose Tattoo, Loudness, DAD, Junkyard, and Rhino Bucket, Gimme Gimme Gimme, we and were- Dirty
0: Looks. And dirty looks there it is when we were it every time king's x and i say we i i mean king's x i was just working for him but every time when we were in they were in europe and i happened to be with them teching saxon was always like a day away from us and i was like one day we're gonna intersect and that never happened ah. i mean it, it happened with creator though i saw creator and oh
1: that's in, awesome
0: in tilburg and we went and hung out with all the guys backstage and that was fantastic and then awesome. Me and the guys from King's X were all drunk, leaving that place with our arms over each other, walking through Tilburg, Holland, singing. Can't tell by the way I do my work that I'm a woman's man. Nice. <laughs> and I'll never. It's like the best memory I'll ever had. Especially Doug over on the left singing that stuff. I mean, it was so much fun. Perfect, but, dude. Podcast wise, anything new, uh, that you'd like to talk about, or you want to keep that all under the hat? Any. Oh, I don't, I
1: don't care. Uh, I don't care. Uh, one more thing I'd like to plug this month, October 21st, which is coming like next week. Yeah. It's next week. Uh, I have uh, a new record coming out. I'm in a project called Cassius King. I love it. And this is our second record. Uh, this oh, record yeah. is called is called Dread the Dawn. Uh, <laughs> I and, love it. My uh, wife's oh, name is Dawn. Oh, nice! That's perfect. Well, <clears throat> I'm sure you don't dread the dawn. I don't know. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, she must be a good sport. She is a good dread. Sport. Dread the dawn. Uh, it's uh, available now for pre-order. Okay. Uh, Nomad Eel Records at Bandcamp. And that version has a couple of uh, cover songs on it, both written by Paul Stanley. Come on and love me and Wouldn't You Like to Know Me. Really nice. The other 10 songs are Cassius King songs, of course. We have a video coming out uh, day of the release. We uh, have a European release of the same record, Dread the Dawn, coming out the same day. With a different cover song. Bonus track, I guess. And it's sure. Troubleshooter by Judas Priest. Nice. Yes. And uh, looking forward to it. Cassius King, the first record was called Field Trip. Um, I've always loved, you know, Sabbath Disciple type bands. You know, yeah, like I love true. Trouble. Yes. Yeah, and I love Down. And I, I love... Like You know, the new Corrosion and some of the Black Label Society and the Sabbath Disciple. You know where I'm going, but Mm -hmm. I love, you know, Witchfinder General and Orchid, which is just maybe just lifted everything Sabbath and then like wrote their own songs to sound like Sabbath. And I just love that thing, especially if it's fucking good. Yeah.
0: Did you ever hear, um, oh, my God, Super Shine?
1: I I don't think I've heard of that.
0: It's Doug Pennick from King's X and yeah. the guitar player. I can't think of his name from trouble. Oh, it's really? Only, they only ever made one record and it's called it, the, the band name is super shine. I don't know if wow. it's self title or what, but there's was one. it
1: Bruce, Bruce Franklin. Yep. Yes. Yeah. Bruce.
0: So yeah. check, look like if you're, if you got nothing to do after this, go look for that. Cause it's, it it's fantastic. Awesome. And it's old now. It's like 20 yeah, years yeah. old now, but like, it was cool. They keep saying they're going to do another it's like Razor 13 there's only one of them. Yeah. Only one record.
1: Well, Cassius King is sort of from that that school. It's a little bit okay. doomy. I wouldn't say I wouldn't call it stoner, but all the stoner websites, you know, are reviewing it as it's a a sort of sabbathy stoner doomy thing, which sure. it kind of is. Uh with fun, you know, uh eighties metal cover songs on it, you know. Yeah. Oh, late seventies, whatever, right? And uh yeah, it's great. The album covers were both done by my friend Claudio Bergman, who painted the cover for Judas Priest Firepower. Oh wow. So yeah. Wow. It's special, it's a cool project. It's if if Ozzy and Dio were to have a friendly game of cards, and also just sing on some Sabbath demos that yeah. were maybe a little bit more rock oriented. That's what Cassius King is. Yeah, I'm that's fantastic. channeling as some Dio and some Ozzy, kind of mixed even in one song. You know, oh, I love it. Uh, that style. I'm using my chest voice a lot. Uh, my signature upper register is all there, but there's a lot of down here. Happening.
0: I'm going to check this. Out. I can't so. wait to do this. My wife wants to hang out with me. I'll be like, oh, just another hour or so. I can't <laughs> well, like, Let I'm... her,
1: you know, yeah, give her, give her some time too. That's important. But, but yeah, just check it out when you have a minute. Yeah, but I'm going to be dreading the dawn. So I mean, I need oh, to... Oh, I saw what you did there. <clears throat> I, I but really, yeah, that really... that's about it. Uh, Writing trying to write new dirty look songs which is interesting because we're we're trying to be true to the sound of dirty looks and it's kind of like you know without it turning into the broken teeth thing because you know me and paul started broken teeth together so it's kind of like but it's all the same you know isn't everything everything
0: uh, we're as musicians, we're we're we love incest apparently, and I don't mean that literally. I just mean that as like we're all together, we're all our bands right. are intermingling, and we're I always.
1: Think, I think that the love for the music and the creation, uh, the obliteration and embracement of style, yeah. sometimes at the same time is the same thing. It Everything is everything. As much as you are trying, well, I'm trying to do something different, different than your last record. Great. So your new record sounds like this. Right. Instead of that. So whatever right. this is just wasn't that. Right. But this is probably close to what somebody else, somebody else already has this, but now you're doing it too. you See what I'm saying? I I'm did. not trying, I'm not throwing anybody under the bus. No, I'm saying, right. Create whatever comes out, whatever mood you're in. Let that shine.
0: I think that I don't. I feel like I could be misquoting who this quote is from, but I and I could be messing this all up entirely. But I really think Rob Zombie said, "Black Sabbath already wrote all the riffs. Everybody else is just is just doing something off of that."
1: Yeah. Yeah, I think Glenn Danzig said something like, "Everything is Motorhead." Yeah. Everything is Motorhead and it's kind of right Motorhead is blues on speed. Yeah. yeah. What is blues? Blues is heavy metal. Blues is rock and roll. Blues is gospel. Blues is. is country. Is. Blues is storytelling. Blues is music. Yeah, it is. You seen so the Elvis it, Presley it, movie? Yeah, it's great. It is great. Uh, yeah, it's great.
0: I didn't think I was kind of worried about it, but they did a really good job.
1: Well, it's kind of like I mean, sure, you know, uh, he made some bad movies, maybe. But for the most part, Tom makes some good movies.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. This is true. Jason, I don't want to keep you any longer on your Friday. I enjoy y'all's podcast. You guys are a great duo. The guests I've heard so far have been fantastic. I can't wait to go dive back into the older ones where I hear you guys nerding out. Cause that's something maybe you and I can do on the next one here. Cause we talked a little bit about gear, but we only really talked about microphones. And like you had said before, it's like on the podcast, nobody knows what the fuck you're talking about when you're like, well, dude, I use the EMG 81 and 85 inside my Schecter guitar over here. Like, Unless you're really fucking into it. And that's what my podcast is all about. It's the niche, tour stories, fun, the beyond. And I appreciate you coming on. It's been a blast.
1: Nerd fest. Nerd fest. Yeah.
0: Brother, go have a great rest of your day. Thank you for
1: having me. Uh, Bless you. Have a wonderful night. And uh, I appreciate you.
0: Dude, I appreciate you too, man. Thank you so much.
1: Of course. Thank you. Later. See you later.